0: after these messages will be right back i can't believe i ate that whole thing are you in good hands and now a word from our sponsors
1: hey everybody welcome to after these messages this is the podcast where we talk about tv commercials sometimes even super bowl commercials we talk about good ones, we talk about bad ones, and we talk about ones where people say weird shit like this. Cool story, bro. Shut up, Dave. It is a cool story. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haas, who is struggling a little bit. How you doing, kid? I'm doing great. Thank you. Genevieve's been under the weather.
0: I've had the flu. I used to never get sick, and now apparently I get sick all the time. So... That's why I sound so sexy this week.
1: Yes. No, your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus, as we <laughs> like to say. <laughs> if at any moment you just need to uh, bail on this thing, because we have so much I, to talk I about. I know
0: you're talking to the listeners because I'm so sorry. I know I sound awful.
1: <laughs> We're talk- I'm going to do hey, my best. Dear listener, if at any point you need to bail on the show, that is fine. Just make sure that you keep downloading it. That is what's key. Yeah. Yeah. We've she already was. got your
0: number for this one so you can just get out. Right,
1: right. Actually, I'm really looking forward to the show. I'm not just saying that. You know, last week on the show we did a Super Bowl preview because so many of the commercials are out before the Super Bowl. Um And I said, you know, really, I don't even really like Super Bowl commercials. And there's just too much fuss over them and create for a bunch of different reasons. I I listed why I don't like Super Bowl commercials. And then um, this year, after a very Super Bowl that a lot of people consider to be very boring on the field, a halftime show that a lot of people are trying to figure out if it actually happened or not. (laughs) um, There was a lot of kind of complaining about the commercials also being kind of lame this year. And I got to say in putting today's show together, and I'm going over, now the list uh, I was keeping during the game were the commercials that stood out to me, so maybe it's you know some sort of a weird confirmation bias, but like in putting today's show together, I'm like, I like a bunch of these. Like a a few of these commercials really stood out to me. Yeah, there were some stinkers too. And definitely, and you're gonna have that, but there were at least three commercials that I was like, Damn, or one one that surprised me a great yeah. deal gave me like there is one commercial that aired that gave me that perfect Super Bowl feeling that you want where you're just watching you're like oh what is happening here what 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 and you just get excited so I am legit excited to uh, push all the uh, push all the negativity out the door or. Uh, Raise the nose on the negativity train As I like to say I coined that um, yes. TBT I don't know if you know that I did I'm Trying to make it a thing <laughs> You can use it
0: It's not going to happen, Andrew Stop <laughs> trying to make fetch
1: happen
0: <laughs> um, I've been home all week uh, Watching TV As you do when you're sick Yeah And um, I watched Mean Girls Start to finish today So I've got a lot of Mean Girls uh, insults front and center. I
1: thought that was Heathers. Oh, no. That's Mean Girls. Mean
0: Girls. Stop trying to make fetch happen.
1: Is there, a, is there an analog in um in Heathers where somebody's trying to... I mean, there's a lot of put-downs in Heathers. Right. Okay. Anyway, um, they say, what's your damage a lot, yeah. I believe. I should stop making you talk about uh, Mean Girls and Heathers because we have so much actual uh, on-brand, if you will, content to talk about today. So let's uh, kick things off with our favorite football song.
0: you got to be a football hero oh. to get along with the beautiful girls. You
1: Was everybody singing this all yes. week? Yo, yes. Oh, yes. you bet. If you want to get a baby the fact that you are rich. All right. Um, it's really hard for me to stop this song. Didn't you play that last week? Yeah, I couldn't find a, a better song. Okay. This is just the... That's it. That's it for football songs. <laughs> this, this is the top of the pops when it comes to uh Maybe you should have played the SpongeBob
0: song, song that got such uh, short shrift at the uh, Super Bowl.
1: I considered playing that, but it's like kind of an inside joke. It's, it doesn't really have anything to do with football uh-huh. itself. Did you listen to the song? No. Um, I'm a little too old to really be... Part of the Spongebob generation. Yeah. For those who don't know, um, the, I think, creator of Spongebob Squarepants died recently. So there was, like, petitions and a lot of uh, fan encouragement for Maroon 5 or whoever was going to end up doing the Super Bowl show to include this song that Spongebob sang in his universe's version of the Super Bowl. Even me explaining that, which I did (laughs) relatively concisely. Yeah, (laughs) It just goes to show you... It just creates more questions. (laughs) It really does. Um, The big theme, before we get into individual commercials, uh, was obvious. I mean, more than any Super Bowl I can remember, there was a huge, I guess, accidental theme this year. Robots. Robots. That's why I'm talking like this. (laughs) I'm
0: going to come up with, all through the show, I'm just going to come up with different reasons why I sound this way. I mean, it
1: was... Phenomenal. Yes. It was a it was a phenomenon. It was a phenomenon. (laughs) You know, around Christmas time, there's a lot of smart speaker ads. And that makes sense. That was the big product this year. So you saw a trend there. I'm trying to think in, in other Super Bowls like, okay, maybe post Trump divided nation last year and the year before you saw some nods to getting along and we live in complicated times. Like There is a little bit of that and there were nods and there were specific, but like this years batch of Super Bowl commercials. I feel like at least a third of them had humanoid robots in them. Yes. Uh, It felt like kind of relentless and just as Luke said on TBTL if you're like the person who had some great robot like some you're some creative and you're just like oh my god this robot ad is gonna knock on the park <laughs> and you're in like the third or fourth quarter and you're just watching, you're just like, <laughs> oh no another one it was bizarre you had a Michelob Ultra commercial you know that's their super super light beer um, showing a bunch of people working out running doing sports all these things and there are these robots who are doing it along with them and they're killing it but then at the end of the commercial you see a bunch of humans in a bar drinking Michelob Ultra. And it's only the ro-
0: worth it if you can enjoy it which I actually thought wor- was
1: terrific. Great. Fantastic yeah. tagline. Fantastic messaging on that commercial. The robot is like outside watching all the humans having fun after their workouts in the bar and I guess it's a no robot bar. Um, Simply say if We're going to talk about uh, their ad in the Super Bowl and, and their whole thing is like the world is a very, very scary place. And even part of that narrative was robots be scary. Um, (laughs) Paul, Paul, what's his face? The sprint spokes guy. Now he, it was, it was an, h- annoying him with, I believe, the annoying intern and an annoying robot. They've got a
0: whole uh, chorus of robots.
1: Oh, that's right. Because they've been doing that robot thing yes, for a while I mean, now. Yeah.
0: Sprint's been at the robot party for a long time. Yeah.
1: Uh, TurboTax had this robot kid. A robo I mean, she, child. I was not going to play that, but that was kind of a big ad. Should I play yeah, it? Yeah, play it. So um, the TurboTax ads have been kind of cool this year. There's a woman who is, I'm not going to say she's grumpy, but she's definitely like a take no nonsense Woman a young woman who's often like she's sitting In like a coffee shop or something yes
0: and I think her existence and her character Is subtly about the me too Movement Mm. one of the commercials uh, That has been playing long Before the Super Bowl aired is her sitting in a coffee Shop getting bothered Sort of Mm -hmm. hit on by this sort of Smarmy full of himself Dude who's got a you know some Shitty startup Mm -hmm. and she blows him Off to uh, talk to her Tax advisor through TurboTax And the Clear undercurrent is that this dude just hits On women and he's like doesn't respect boundaries And doesn't listen and not that he's Groping anyone or masturbating In front of anyone with permission of course (laughs) Um, But it's It's about this sort of The dudes in these ads are sort of Clueless and off-putting and then this woman is, is in all of them and she's very like relatable.
1: Yeah, she's relatable I mean she is and this were you know, I think traditionally you would kind of describe her as maybe even being a little bit dour I mean she never smiles, but I think that I like going with no nonsense a little bit more I was thinking about that before She's the, clearly the protagonist She's definitely the protagonist, and I think she's very likable. I think she's very down-to-earth. So anyway, in this one, it's unclear who her friends are. We might have seen these guys pop up in an earlier commercial, actually. Uh, But she and uh, two friends of hers, both guys, are in a garage somewhere. One of these guys' garage, where he's been tinkering. And he made a robot, and he wants to show it to them. All right, check it out. I call him Robo-Child. Hey, buddy. What do you want to be when you grow up?
0: I would like to be a TurboTax Live CPA.
1: By the way, this is like a robot that only has like kind of human flesh on its face. Everything else is wires. It's and- Terminator
0: with the skin off except for the face, which is a child's face.
1: Thank you. Hmm. Huh. odd. Mm-hmm. Don't you wanna be something else? Yeah, RoboChild, you could be anything. But Papa, I wanna help people get their best possible refund.
0: Alright, let's just break it down, okay? RoboChild, all TurboTax live CPAs are human beings with real emotions. I'm sorry, but you're never going to be emotionally complex enough for that job.
1: Isn't that true,
0: Papa?
1: Yeah. I am sad. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? He's- perfecting emotion. <laughs> <Turbo-tac>. <laughs> the baby starts laughing when it should be crying. It is legit creepy Yeah, and legit funny. But it's very funny.
0: Yeah. Um, and so- TurboTax is one of those products, it's that time of year where I think it's less important that the pitch be super solid mm-hmm. or that every pitch be super solid and more important that they be top of mind yeah. for consumers.
1: I agree with that. Um, and their other ads in that campaign are very kind of specifically about the service you can get. And how get. free it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and another thing, I, I think in reading some other people's kind of robot roundups after the Super Bowl, they were also just kind of... Robot roundup. <laughs> they were also pointing out that, the, you know, it was also just about a lot of technology failing, like a lot of smart speakers failing, even... For Alexa (laughs) Yes, which we'll get to that in a little bit So it wasn't just these humanoid robots Which were in tons But also just people interacting with their smart speakers And them malfunctioning in some way And just like generally speaking This kind of fear of technology sort of
0: Yeah, Safe Auto I don't think was a Super Bowl Ad this year But Safe Auto's campaign lately Has been around that That idea that smart speakers are not doing you right And technology is not doing you right But Safe Auto is always there for you They're an insurer
1: Now, this list that I put together, these were mostly just things that I wrote down in order as they popped up during the broadcast loosely, so I'm not necessarily building towards my favorite, although I do think my favorite is going to be near the end of the show. Um, This first one is just a quickie. Um, It's for Pizza Hut. They're advertising their new $5 lineup, and I think we've seen other brands do this before, too, probably restaurants and like fast food literally places. every
0: fast food place wants to sell you a metric ton of food for five dollars
1: right and so usually if it's about a dollar like sometimes they'll have like George Washington talking in the dollar or, or they'll something. find
0: it'll be based around like finding a dollar
1: yes now in this particular one These are weird. There are at least two of these that ran during the Super Bowl. They're 15 second spots, so it goes by really quickly. And it's a modern scene in this particular one. It's a bunch of fellas. They're all watching football on a big screen TV in somebody's living room. And then there's this guy who just looks like, a, you know, basically a modern guy. He's a white guy, but he's got an Abraham Lincoln beard. Yeah, like a chin strap beard. And this is what he says. Eight wings for just a mere portrait of yours truly. Cool story, bro. Shut up, Dave. It is a cool story. Only Pizza Hut has a $5 lineup of your favorites. And that's it. That's it. It's Abraham Lincoln in modern days. like. And I wasn't sure, is he actually supposed to be Lincoln, or is he just a guy who kind of talks like Lincoln or thinks he's Lincoln? It's bizarre,
0: because this is not the first ad with him. They've been running one with the same
1: actor doing that bit with his kids. I did not know that until today. I found this earlier yeah. one, but I thought it was going to be a surprise but to you, cl- too. But it's clear in this
0: that he's the father of these modern children. I mean... It's a really muddled concept.
1: It is, although I will say that this one with the kids, is this the one you've seen before? They're all hanging around their home, you know, um, you know, eating a bunch of pizza stuff. And he's bragging about how he's uh, got his face on the $5 bill. Behold the power of the, the $5 bill. bill. A lot of people have their faces on currency, Abe. It's not
0: that big a deal. Oh, you know what? That's not she, the one I've
1: seen. Oh, it's not. She actually says Abe. Yeah, and
0: the one that I've seen, it's much more clear or it's much more implied that he's their father and that they're just like like over their lame dad.
1: Oh, you think that you had always gotten the impression that he was just some guy who had a Lincoln complex? Sort
0: of. I mean, it's really, that's what I mean about it being mild. Yeah, it's
1: very confusing. Well, in this one, she's. I says, swear there's
0: one where he says he calls himself their dad.
1: Well, why are the? He's a modern Abe Lincoln who has different kids, right? Yes. (laughs) I mean, she calls him Abe here.
0: Currency Abe. It's not that big a deal.
1: Not that many
0: in the United States. Andrew, Alexander, Ulysses, Benjamin Franklin. He wasn't even president.
1: (laughs) Hangry party of three. We're more than. I love that she's kind of roasting him about how proud he is, and that they are saying yes, he is. A Lincoln Yeah I think it's kind of funny It's I, definitely bizarre
0: Yeah I guess so It's like It feels a little like Like sort of Like they didn't know What else to do mm. I don't know It just doesn't land for me I mean it's just a, It's just a taste thing
1: I think I like it Because I think it ties I mean again I, I don't think that it's Um Groundbreaking, but that it ties to the $5 thing. For me, it's like they have a very specific promotion that they want to go through. So when I see the Lincoln thing, I think, okay, oh, this is for your $5 menu. So I yeah. like specificity. Um, the first one that like kind of got our attention that we liked yes. pretty immediately was this one. It's called The Elevator, and it's for Hyundai. But we ha- we want to add Doctor this one a little bit, don't we?
0: Well, a tiny bit. But let me say, this one has uh, Jason Bateman in it. And when we saw that Jason Bateman was going to be in an ad... We were a little trepidatious because he can fall one of two ways. His sort of superciliousness and um, sometimes oblivious arrogance can work for and against him. But Hyundai did just a terrific job with this. I think quibbles aside, it's a great ad and a great concept.
1: He plays an uh, elevator operator operator. I was going to say elevator (laughs) man.
0: We take enough grief on the show for not knowing what, like, <laughs> know. people are called in their jobs.
1: Let's at least go with elevator uh, operator. I think he is formerly a Navy man. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, he's in a uh, couple gets on an elevator and the door is open and there's Jason Bateman. He's operating the dang thing and is full of people. And I'm going to maybe let the commercial speak for itself and then explain what's happening. <laughs> Hello folks, what floor?
0: Oh, we're car shopping. Ah,
1: you're going down. Way down. This floor, root canal. Oh, this is bad. This stopped jury duty. Remember, innocent until proven. Well, he did it. (laughs) We all agree he did it. So as they're going down, people are getting off the elevator in these unpleasant situations. Whether it's Which are ranked worse and worse and worse. And they're supposed to be getting worse and worse. Now that's my one complaint with this is I would do jury duty any day before a root canal. I'd do a year of jury
0: duty before I would do a root canal. Yes,
1: this next one is going to be stuck in the middle seat in uh, in an airplane, which really sucks, but again, yeah. root canal? Root canal needs to be just lower. That's root the only one just that's out needs, of order. I, you think so? You think middle seat on a plane is worse than jury duty? How long is the flight? That's a good question. <laughs> um, so anyway, they're continuing to go down, and as you heard Jason Bateman say at the beginning... They need to have a real tall guy get off at middle seat, or like a really big yeah. person. Yeah, okay, so Here's middle seat. Okay, six hour flight, middle seat. Who's got vitamin C? <laughs> this floor, the top. Your body's changing. My body changed. Even grandma's body. <laughs> I love the editing on that. I, they cut it right away. Even grandma's body, ding. And the, and
0: the look on the kid, the kid is getting off the elevator and the look on his face like, uh-oh. It's yeah, great. It's fantastic. My body changed. Even grandma's body. Vegan dinner party, is that even a thing?
1: We're having beetloaf, Sergio's specialty. Why, thank you.
0: Although I think that they play this one for, for laughs and it, and they are funny, I kind of think it's a little, like, tired or punching down to, like, swipe at vegans at this stage in the
1: game. PETA got, of course, uh, drafted off of this. They released it. <gasps> did you know that there is a um, – they say instead you should uh, – you should There's an actual Mercedes smart car That's a vegan smart car That has no animal products Like no leather or Anything really? like that Yeah and so um is like You know go with the I worked for a Microsoft
0: car. Executive who's a vegan once I bet he drives that thing Really? Yeah
1: that'd be exactly His steez <laughs> I gotta say you You were kind of A little bit dismissive About PETA doing that I know PETA's a very oh, Problematic okay. organization But I'll turn this into The Why I Hate PETA podcast <laughs> Do not tempt me <laughs> I will say that Like whatever you think About them as an organization Their tactic Of drafting a drafting off of other people's huge media buys to get attention on them
0: yeah they're great attention whores i yeah. totally agree
1: <laughs> car shopping off you go no sorry, getting uh, a hyundai yeah please.
0: so the, the car shopping that he opens the elevator door to is your typical sort of car lot with um uh wind sock guys and car salesmen roaming around kind of predatorily and it just looks like a horrible and experience. Playing Woomp, there it is. <laughs> well, that <laughs> I feel like I'm not complaining. Shopper assurance. It was really easy. Hyundai.
1: I kind of we I kind of stopped there right at the I guess the payoff for the commercial. They're shopping for Hyundai very easily because of some app, essentially. So, yay, Honda. <laughs> Going up. Hyundai shopper assurance. Transparent pricing, streamlined purchase, a three. So anyway, that that's the point of that. Again, like I don't know. Is that gonna is that gonna change? Is that gonna change my buying habits? If you like a certain car, you're gonna like it. You're not gonna buy it based on their app. But
0: yeah, you know, it's interesting because so much of car advertising is about the car, and like the beauty or the experience or the luxury or the detail or the whatever. And it's interesting. Usually, car shopping experience is sold to you at the dealership level. Uh, usually, typically locally. Um, sometimes it's more like, you know, it's like zero down and whatever. But like often that's again at the kind of like the local or regional level. So it's interesting to see the whole company going, basing their pitch on the sales experience. There's nothing in there, but the quality or the Mm -hmm. driving experience for me, it would for me, it's, it's, it's going to be more, I'm going to want to know more about the car, but I suppose if like you do that in in concert with other ads, I think it's great. And I just think it's a great way. It's a great ad. In a in a moment when people are paying attention to ads. I mean, it was During really, the Super Bowl. Yeah, and it was yeah. really good casting. Yeah,
1: and the fact that you have Bateman there, you're going to pay attention to it. Celebrity. Uh, there's a celebrity in this one, although I didn't realize she was a celebrity until today. I didn't either. You didn't either. I thought you were going to make fun of me for that. No. Um, this is the aforementioned Olay commercial. I just learned last week that it's no longer called Oil of Olay.
0: <laughs> so you're, you got a lot of catching up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's called Killer... Skin and it starts as a horror film. You see a is that a Jason like
0: character? It's almost more like more and more of these like home invasion type of movies have somebody come in in a baby doll mask or some oh, yeah. like Doll looking mask and I, it's not any particular movie. I'm thinking of but like I feel like that has been the genre a a movement in the genre
1: It's a dark and stormy night and we see the house from the outside and we see that there's a killer lurking outside wearing a mask and I believe carrying a, a knife um, and the people inside for some reason know he's coming in and one of them is Sarah Michelle Geller, and they go and they uh, hide in the bedroom and then she tries to call the police and she's trying to un- see this is again kind of techno- technology failing in moments when it shouldn't the sort of playing into this kind of existential technology theme a lot of people were writing about she's trying to unlock her phone by using her face. Yeah. And it's failing. Good catch. What's that? that, that That's another piece of the, that's oh, another yeah. example of this theme. I read that somewhere. Well, good reading. Thank you. <laughs> I sounded out the words. <laughs> Come on. Let's go. Call someone. I can't unlock my phone. You I mean, can't unlock
0: your phone. It doesn't recognize my face.
1: Ironically, we didn't recognize your face either.
0: (laughs) I've been using Olay. It has totally transformed my skin. 28 days ago, I look like that.
1: She says, 28 days ago, I look like that. And she's got a photo of herself looking terrible, uh, almost mugshot-esque. I mean, not even mugshot
0: f (laughs) Like... Like, she looks like she's in a horror movie in this yeah, one. I, I mean, know. Why
1: would you... What's the story of why she had that taken what, and framed? What prevented... Her,
0: okay, her skin looks bad, but what prevented her from combing her hair 28 <laughs> yeah, days ago?
1: And why did she put that... That's like a, the ugly photo you put of yourself on the refrigerator so that you won't snack at midnight. <laughs> yes.
0: That's bananas. That's you.
1: Now, the killer just found them... In the bedroom But instead of uh, Killing them The killer uh, Wants to weigh in On the conversation <laughs> Your skin's glowing You could be a movie star Really? I mean, no uh, That joke I didn't get During the Super Bowl Because I didn't realize That she is a movie star Right Sort and of That is hashtag uh, What was her last movie? Are you just Testing me now? No Are you trying I'm, to get a laugh Out of the listeners? by? No <laughs> I'm saying
0: Like Yes she's famous I don't know
1: what her first Was she the teenage witch?
0: No she was, um, Buffy is her biggest. Oh, Buffy thing. Buffy, okay, yeah. But she was also in movies. I mean, she was in, you know, like, but it was mostly sort of like camp horror, like that. Like, I know what you did last summer and The Grudge and
1: shit like that. Moving on to the Simply Safe commercial, I saw what turned out to be a teaser commercial, um, before the Super Bowl. I thought it was going to be the ad that they played in the Super Bowl. I actually think for what they're going for it's a better more cohesive ad the one that they that they released ahead of time um and then they use just parts of it during a more montage commercial that they actually aired during the big game i'm going to start with the original one though you see a man who is mowing his lawn going back and forth and you have these three people who are almost like they almost seem body snatched in a way they're like kind of like they're, just, they're his neighbors, but they're zombied out. And all three of them are standing next to each other. Outside of his shrubs. Have you seen this before? No. Uh, just watching him mow the lawn. And they all have their smartphones out. And they're clearly on some sort of next-door app. And they're all just... Like talking about all the scary things in the neighborhood. Now, this and is... That's not the one that aired in the Super Bowl. Okay, th- and they only use a little bit of that, I think, yeah. in the Super Bowl one, but this one is all the scene of the guy going back and forth, mowing his lawn, and getting more and more concerned while everybody is listing all the scary things going on in the neighborhood. I'll, I'll play it for you here, and then we can talk about it more. Janet saw a creepy guy in the cul-de-sac last night.
0: Were the police at the Gibsons yesterday?
1: a possum got caught in my dog door (laughs) someone's been stealing packages my son bought a snake on the dark web it's a python (laughs) were those those gunshots gunshots or fireworks last night the Gaffneys found footprints in in their backyard backyard. probably a wolf it's a python Then at the very end, you see him in bed, and it says, wouldn't it feel good to fear less? Wait, is that they, You think
0: that's like, that sounds like a riff on the, uh, doesn't it feel good to pay less?
1: Yeah. And did you notice at the very end, they actually show a robot saying it was a python yeah. again. Like, I don't Robots. know why they throw that robot in there. Um, actually, I think it comes back in the actual Super Bowl ad. So first of all, you just have that ad, which is, here's, here's my whole take on this whole thing. I'm kind of struggling with this. I kind of don't know where to begin. I feel like I have too many thoughts and they're unorganized. But I have a huge bias against this next doorification yeah, of the
0: surveillance, like becoming our own surveillance. State. Exactly.
1: And if you don't know what next door is, it's like a social, it's a hyper hyper local social media app where you get to a, when you move into a new place or whatever, like we do, you sign up for it, and it's just, it's not even like your neighborhood. It's just like the five blocks of your neighborhood, and essentially it is a place. And this is where I'm very very down on it. We've lived in small, little, safe communities, and everybody's like, Oh, I saw somebody walking down the street that I haven't seen before. Yeah. And almost always it's about racial profiling or seeing somebody who's homeless, who and, looks poor, or who looks poor. Yeah. And like everybody's like, Oh, suddenly, well, everybody's how about talking. that? We had a conversation
0: with a good friend uh, just the other day, and literally one of the things in this commercial was what some Budinsky. Friend of his read on next door about his neighborhood and took the ter- time to email him
1: I heard there were gunshots on your street exactly and it's just and here's the deal simply safe is here I, Okay, so that was that ad. I already have so much bias against Nextdoor. They use a little clip of that in the actual Super Bowl commercials. Let's listen to this There's a guy he's he's leaving his house for the day the post telegram on his doorstep says it's worse than it was yesterday What you don't know about your garage door will kill you. It's official. You can't eat wheat bread. Someone's Someone's been been stealing packages. packages. They call them porch pirates. (laughs) pirates. All I'm saying is that in five years, robots will be able to do your job, your job. More robot fear. Are you listening? Always, Denise. In a world full of... That was a smart speaker that was listening. And then here's, of course, the payoff line. In a world full of fear simply safe on home is the place you should simply feel safe and then you see you know this very cozy looking internal rich person's house where all the people are sitting down together to play a game or something um and I mean listen, they're doing their job. They have a product to sell. They want to sell it like it's not a bad commercial or a bad campaign. I just get smart. really frustrated because you guys are stoking the fear. Like yeah. simply say for the same ones who have those like those I think little cameras. Like they they want to install cameras everywhere yes. so that like everybody who comes to your door, you can watch them and I know that people steal packages. It is a thing, but like I am just sort of inherently Anti this fear mongering yes. It's something that I see when I fill in at the commercial radio station It's always like we're going to do a full Block on porch pirates which I don't even Like that term it sounds <laughs> sounds Very on the edge <laughs> It sounds porny or something um, But uh, Anyway I just I think it's all part and parcel Of you guys are stoking fear And now you're saying Boy it's a scary world out yeah, there like, Aren't you, glad you don't we get to laugh you? out of
0: one side of your mouth About the hyper vigilance of neighbors and the you know paranoia around technology and then be like but we've got a solution for it like either it's paranoia or it's real exactly but don't, don't cast it for laughs and then try to sell me
1: yeah. a solution to what these laughs are about yeah and that i definitely bring my baggage to that whole thing i mean my parents have simply safe and you know i just sort of they feel. I think they do they have something that I didn't know I came home late one night when I was visiting Them in Ohio and again they live in like the most Safe suburb with beige streets You could possibly imagine and They were joking around they showed me the video of me Coming home at like one in the morning or Something like that it actually had audio Um, You you could sort of I had Walked home so it was cold out and I was sniffling You could hear me sniffling on it that is So creepy from a technological Standpoint I actually kind of think oh that's kind of cool I could see wanting that but it's just like I also just have this bias I just sort of feel like they're just making so much money by selling these systems to the people who are in the safest richest neighborhoods
0: so here's a use case for you yesterday uh, I was home all day sick Um, I guess you were home all day too but it snowed and so and we know neither of us left the house yeah this is kind of all day but it snowed and then when we went out later in the day I guess to like get the trash cans or the mail or something you noticed that there were footsteps coming up to our very protected kind of out of the way door Nobody had knocked on the door. There was no package left, so there was sort of this mystery. Like somebody yeah. came up into what I would consider to be our private space, yeah. and did what?
1: We don't know. Yeah, I mean, they might have knocked and you didn't hear it. It's and possible. We do have a very heavy door, um, and I got to say though, but are you arguing for it now? Because I, I got to say that was a moment where I'd be like, oh, I would be like, I would like to know who that is. No,
0: I think what I'm saying is, life comes with a certain amount of unknowability and risk. And I'm willing to, I would rather tolerate that, have that little mystery in my life than be have than be constantly surveilling myself and my neighbors.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's what it is, too. I think that you and I kind of pride ourselves on kind of living in the city and also now living in this kind of area that's very non-residential. So, sure, like yeah. often we come home, there's a guy drinking uh You know, if it's after 10 o'clock at night, there's a guy drinking in the little vestibule next to us, a homeless guy, like all these things. And it's kind of like, I think that you and I kind of enjoy living in uh, in this slightly more urban setting where you never know exactly what's going to happen. And so maybe there's a little bit of I don't know if resentment or judginess about people who've created these very, very safe lives for themselves. But then they're going out and getting simply safe so that nobody breaks into Burgundy Bay East. Right. You know, yeah. Anyway, uh, so it's called snobbery. And I'm very comfortable. Definitely. I mean, I definitely think that everything that we're saying, I believe. But I also can understand why there's some real counter arguments to that as well. And we're just bringing our stuff to it. All right. So let's talk about this uh, T-Mobile campaign. I like this one because it wasn't just one, you know, super expensive commercial with all of the Hollywood stars in it that lasted for a minute and a half and they put all of their all of their money into this one moment instead T-Mobile did what I really like which is they had more simple commercials that were, were clever but not super expensive to make clearly and then they spread them across the Super Bowl so there was kind of a narrative
0: yeah I like that I think it's an effective approach
1: and it was like what Tide did last year very much yeah, yeah. Um, and that was kind of the takeaway from last year's Super Bowl and I feel like kind of Tide kind of won the day last year. Well, um, these, um, they are a simple pink background, very on brand, I like that, and they just show uh, a phone, and they show different, I think there were four of these things, and they just show four different quasi-relatable Texting situations. Yes, text scenarios. Text scenarios. Um, This is one called We'll Keep This... Let let me give an example of one I'm not going to play now. Um, One of them was... It was clearly a couple texting back and forth about what they wanted to eat for takeout that yeah. night Or what takeout they wanted to get for dinner that night And it, it, the the joke was she wanted sushi and he wanted something else But then he just relented and went with sushi And you see
0: what he's thinking of typing before he hits send Right But she only sees what he actually sends Which is him sushi just sort of yuckling under to yeah. her
1: Yeah um, And uh, this one actually might have been the first one This one made us laugh out loud while we were watching the game Uh Uh, It's called We'll Keep This Brief, and we see that the person whose phone this is is texting somebody named Kathy, and they just text Kathy, hey, what's up, or how are you doing? And then you see the little dots. The I'm typing dots. The I'm typing dots as Kathy composes something, and it just seems to go on forever. And then you just see you get one huge, long text message back. Hey, what's up? Dot, 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 dot. And then we see Kathy's response starts with, Well, I've just been thinking a lot lately about my, quote, journey and what that means to me as a person and you as a person. And I feel like my life is moving in slow motion. I don't know really how to stop it or make it go fast. Now, I've paused the commercial because it starts just, like, zinging, yeah, zipping by but really quickly. They, they give you
0: enough of it to let you know that, this is, that Kathy is a little self-involved and... Uh, You know, it's just kind of a cliche. I've been thinking
1: a lot about my journey. Yeah. And I I mean, this made us laugh so much. Um, It all started back in fifth grade when my teacher asked me to stop calling out the answers. She stunted me. She stunted my thirst for knowledge because now I feel like I want to, quote, call out the answers, but I can't. And it's my own life, you know? So and so it just keeps going on and on and on and on. It would actually be funny to pause this and actually read this whole thing. Yeah,
0: it's great. And there's a it's it's just it's. I, th- I bet the whole thing is funny, um, but they did such a nice job of telling you what it is in a second.
1: And then at the end, it says, "We'll keep this brief. T-Mobile's the best. Are you with us?" So it's unclear, kind of how it's not like a, a classic, like, "Oh, this is the problem, and this is we, this is how we solve it." It's just like four funny jokes, yeah. or relatively funny. Yeah, that was the best one. I think. That
0: was the best one. Um, Although I thought the, the the one that I think you want to talk about next is this, uh, this lift joke.
1: Yes, and in this one you see uh, a text message come from unknown at 11.26am and it says, hey Mike, just letting you know I'm here.
0: I think of all the friends I've known.
1: And then Mike responds, thanks, it's been pretty rough lately. No it's nice to know you're here for me. Home. And then the response is, I meant I'm here, outside, this is your Lyft driver. And then Mike responds, oh. And I thought this was interesting. I I saw this commercial. You and I both thought the joke was kind of dumb because who's going to respond to an unknown number like that? If I get a a text from an unknown person, it says, I'm here, I think... Think I'm going to know that it is the lift driver outside. I don't assume that it's somebody reaching out to me. It's 11:26 in the morning. And I'm waiting for a lift and yeah. you get an unknown text message, and it says, "I'm here." And then you suddenly bare your soul. Like it didn't. The joke didn't really hold up to me. But it turns out it was based on a meme, a very popular joke that somebody had tweeted out back in December of 2017. I'm reading here from Bustle magazine. In it, one of the person texts, "I'm here for you," and the other person thanks them and says they're going through a rough time. The first person Responds. This is your Uber driver. I'm here to pick you up. The Twitter user captioned the screenshot of the conversation um, and said it was quite a car ride. No, it
0: was a quiet car ride. As oh, in sorry, it was you're awkward. right. Yeah,
1: it was a quiet car ride. And I assume that that was just a joke. I don't think they were making it seem like that really happened to them because again, no, it just wouldn't happen. I, I don't think it would happen. I think it's like it's just the, the it was a quiet car ride. It's just a punchline. And it got hundreds of thousands of likes and retweets. And then some people immediately were you know slamming T-Mobile on um, Twitter, saying, how dare you steal this meme? We do live in an era where people are stealing people's jokes and causing them financial harm because of that. So yeah. I actually think that it's a cause to care about. But it turns out, I really like this. No, T-Mobile paid for that. They reached yeah. out to the original person. They commissioned it. She was tweeting about it. She's like, hey, you're going to see a familiar joke coming up. Hers was Uber. This one they use Lyft because it's part of this T-Mobile free Tuesdays thing where when this offer comes up, at like every Tuesday during a certain period, if you download the app, T-Mobile offers some partnership or whatever. Right. I, I got a free year of MLB TV from it. They had another one that focused on tacos with Taco Bell. And this one you can get $10 off your next Lyft ride Yeah, you take advantage of this. Do you so, think that
0: they went with Lyft because Uber is um, – has had some bad PR or was it just just happenstance that they have this lyft as their partner and uber
1: is not Seems like a better fit because of the pink thing
0: That's true. Yeah, they both have almost exactly the same uh, brand color So you they?
1: think that you would think of them first and also lyft does just have like uber has you know It's called uber It yeah. had an umlaut and it's got you know It's kind of black cars and everything and, and lyft is much more of a kind of Friendly vibe at least as far as marketing and what they put out there. So um Uh, I thought that was pretty awesome, though, that that T-Mobile was – T-Mobile is really working on their – Kind of viral game They're doing a lot I get so many Sponsored tweets From them Really And it looks like It's coming from The CEO of the company Who's like This kind of goofy guy Who's dressed in all pink And he's got long hair And it, 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 I, I feel like They're really going hard On social And I think it's paying off
0: Yeah I hope so I like T-Mobile
1: Yeah we use T-Mobile It's pretty good um, Alright this one Is one of my favorites This is one of my Absolute favorites Of the uh, Super Bowl Because it surprised me This so one surprised me too <laughs> I'm gonna try not to let it surprise you guys. Or I'm gonna to try to talk about it in a way that you guys can also be surprised if you haven't seen it already. This is for uh, the Audi e-tron, which is an electric car. And uh, it just begins with a man walking through a wheat field. It looks like an incredibly serene scene. The wind is blowing a little bit. And he is walking towards an old farmhouse. And as he approaches the old farmhouse, He recognizes the old man sitting on the porch. It's not Clint Eastwood, but it looks like him a little bit. It's his grandpa. Grandpa? Welcome home. They embrace. It's very emotional. Now the grandpa is going to take him into his beautiful garage to show him something. He opens up this giant door and you see there's a bunch of cars in there and they're all covered you know. so there must be collectors. And then he peels back one of the covers and it's the e-tron.
0: I like how the scenery that they're in looks like an Andrew Wyeth painting. It's
1: just so beautiful. The guy sees this car. What are you waiting for? He gets in. He's sitting behind the wheel. He's just, like, drinking it all in. He's not driving the car. He's just sitting behind the wheel and just luxuriating in this moment. But then something happens. Suddenly, he just looks like an electric shock went through him. The music stops, and he just jolts back in his seat. And then it happens a second time. (laughs) And now suddenly he's back in his grim office place Where he was clearly choking on a cashew And one of his coworkers just gave him the Heimlich maneuver And the, and the nut goes flying out of his mouth And turns out this whole dream was just a near-death experience And now he's back into his grim world oh, You're one lucky man yeah. I was worried about you for a minute
0: He's in a cube farm
1: Lots of oh, yeah. fluorescent lights a, It says a thrilling future awaits here on earth I believe right isn't that yeah yeah. a thrilling future awaits on earth Uh, I love that it surprised me the cinematography kind of sucked me in it did exactly I had exactly the experience they wanted me to have watching this commercial and it made me laugh out loud
0: and more and more you know like this ad and the and the um, uh, Budweiser ad about wind power like more and more of these giant companies are acknowledging the need for energy Mm -hmm. uh, for you know to go get off of fossil fuels basically
1: Mm -hmm. uh so that's definitely a winner for me i'm not going to play the audio of this one because this but another one of my favorites and i think for a lot of people one that really stood out wasn't a commercial for anything other than the nfl it was a full two-minute commercial how do they afford that (laughs) Uh, (laughs) the nfl aired a full two-minute commercial celebrating their 100th anniversary and um, you see that uh, they are, uh, like, it's a bunch of famous football oh, it's players. Oh, everyone. Everyone. There are 44. Old, new. Exactly. Young. Right, from Jim Brown yes. to Baker Mayfield. Like, Brady. everybody. Is. There are so many that I don't recognize. As a matter of fact. Peyton really steals the show. Dude, and Peyton, gets, of course he does, because this is. He's the most actor ever exactly. of them. Um, as a matter of fact, the Washington Post has a great piece on this, where they identify every single person in there. Um, and also talk about like how they got how they shot it in a brief way. Like they say, you know, the pass that was thrown at the shoot in Boston was caught by so and so when they were filming oh, in L.A. Of course, they couldn't get them all and in one said, room. Yeah, and then Peyton went to Boston and uh, knocked his part out in 90 minutes. It said, <laughs> but it starts. They're at this. Um, they're at some sort of an NFL function. You have it's like uh, a, Ro- an awards banquet. And Roger Goodell, you know, the commissioner is up at the podium and he's talking and. We see Marshawn Lynch, who's one of the, I mean, I know that we have a special focus on him because he was a Seahawk for so long, and we love him here. But he is definitely has a reputation as being one of the more fun people. He was on
0: Brooklyn Nine Nine,
1: exactly. And he, while everybody's paying attention to Roger Goodell, he's looking at the giant cake, and it's a memeified moment. So many Marshawn, I be, feel exactly. You. So much, I saw a bunch of women saying like, "Find somebody that loves you the way that Marshawn looks at the cake," <laughs> or uh, Marshawn is the only person who looks at cake the way I do. So Marshawn is just dreamily looking at this cake. This Giant cake, while you know the stuffed shirt is talking, and then he just he reaches. That's the out.
0: commissioner, Andrew. <laughs> so the
1: commish. He reaches out. He reaches out, and he's just gonna try to get a little fingerful of the cake while he's waiting. And then his chair tips over, and he kind of smashes into the cake. And on top of this giant tall cake is a golden football, and the golden football tumbles down. From the cake, lands on the floor, there's a needle drop moment, not a needle drop moment, I guess a record scratch moment, and somebody yells, fumble! <laughs> and then everybody just goes after the ball, and it becomes just this total bruhaha of, I guess, keep away. It's unclear who the teams are. Yeah, I'm
0: not sure what rules they're playing by. It almost looks more like Australian rules football, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun, and it it's extremely well executed, which is a real credit to Peter Berg, who's not my absolute fave under normal circumstances. He's the
1: director, and he yeah. did Friday Night Lights, right? Is that well, how he was tapped?
0: He probably. He's also best known for doing like a lot of like Patriot porn kind of things, like oh really? You know, like anything where Mark Wahlberg like. Grimly stares into the camera Draped in the American flag You know like Did he do Sniper Sniper and Deepwater Horizon Like I'm not sure if those were him But that kind of thing Yeah He did like one of those That Transformer movies Where it was just like A two hour long like Genuflection to the American Navy
1: Do you remember the um
0: Or not the Transformers um, Battleship
1: Oh, Battleship. We saw that. Yeah. Did we? I thought we saw. Did we not see Battleship? I've no. never seen it. No. Oh, I think I'm confusing it with Master and Commander, which is a very, very oh, different movie. Oh, super different. <laughs> very different movie. There was a movie called The Patriot in the 90s, right? I remember The Simpsons made fun of it and their parody of it. They have uh, the lead actor whose name I'm blanking on, uh, the Australian guy who's racist. Uh, Mad Max. You're
0: going to have to be more specific. <laughs>
1: um, but you're thinking of Mel Gibson. I'm thinking of Mel Gibson. Wasn't he in a movie called The Patriot and then in the Simpsons parody? I think he's actually stabbing people with the American flagpole. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> anyway, real, I mean, a great cinematic moment. Like, even... It, If you only recognize a couple of these players Because they're on your team, that's great If you're a real football nerd and you're recognizing All of them, there's some really funny Moments. At one point, Tom Brady who Again, I'm no fan of Tom Brady Or the fact that they have a monopoly on Super Bowl titles, but at One point, uh, he's sitting next to Baker Mayfield, and Baker's like, are you going to get in there? And he's like, yeah, hold my rings, he's just like Takes all five of them off And Baker Mayfield looks down and grimaces For a second and then gets a big smile on his face It just has all these really great human moments with these players who have personality Your Von Millers are yeah. in this Your, I, I can't think of who else But uh, it just has a joyousness about yeah. it And it really makes you feel good about the NFL Which it's a lot of people feel bad about the NFL yeah, Including no, it, me It's extremely well made Really, really well made And then at the very end a little girl, not a little girl, but a young woman gets the ball. And um, actually, I don't know how old she is. Um, I think she's probably maybe a teenager now, but she definitely seems out of place, right? All these big football guys are running around, and we didn't know who it was. Um, and the Washington Post writes here With about 10 seconds left in the spot, the ball ends up in the hands of Sam Gordon, whose on field exploits as a nine year old girl playing in a boys' league became a viral sensation back in 2012. So 2012, she was nine. Yeah, you do the math. Uh, Gordon has since become something of a football activist, filing a Title IX lawsuit against three Salt Lake City school districts for not offering girls tackle football. I I was was wondering what the connection was. Because she looked like a young actress who, uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, Elsie something from 8th Grade. From the movie 8th Grade. And people were like, I can't believe that she's in this commercial. And she was like, I'm not. She was actually tweeting during the Super Bowl. Fisher, Elsie Fisher. Elsie Fisher. She's like, that's not me in the commercial. But... uh, commercial so anyway i loved that one Well, if that little girl
0: ever gets a biopic they know who can play her
1: yes um so just a quick reminder so that one and the audi one are my favorites so far those both again gave me those super bowl commercial moments where i shut up and i was like what is going on i really
0: like both of those i thought the hyundai one was fantastic Mm -hmm. and and worked for me uh
1: on many levels if you will the Bateman one. Because line. of elevators. Yeah, the Bateman one just seemed a little bit kind of like, oh, yeah, it's a, one of those funny ones with a celebrity. It wasn't bad. It was better than the Corel Pepsi one, certainly.
0: I'll tell you what. The Once I realized what the... the they tell you what the joke is pretty early in, mm-hmm. the, in the Hyundai one, but it kept me watching because mm-hmm. I wanted to see what the other jokes were going to be.
1: Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Another one that I liked a lot, again, I think there were some good commercials in here, was this really weird one with Andy Warhol. So you did like that one? I did. I'm not even going to play it because it's mostly very quiet. But you're watching the game, and all of a sudden, it's like the screen is very still. And it's just a still shot on Andy Warhol. And I'm thinking at the time, is this really Andy Warhol? Or is this an actor playing Andy Warhol? It's really Andy Warhol. It's archival footage. Still camera. He just sits down. Or maybe he's sitting when it opens. I can't remember, and he's just got a Burger King bag there—an old Burger King bag from the '80s. And I you can tell it's, it's old because it's
0: white; it's bleached. Yes, which no no bags are bleached anymore. Was the bag bleached? Definitely. Oh,
1: okay, yeah, um, and it definitely has the old. That's logo what made me think it. it
0: was real because you never see a bleached white bag uh, for fast food these days.
1: Um, well, I knew it was supposed to be him, but I thought maybe it was an actor portraying Andy Warhol in the 80s so they would bring in the proper props but anyway um, so it turns out that it's like oh well I didn't say what he does so he's just sitting there but he's got this Burger King bag and he just kind of slowly takes out a hamburger he unwraps it he has a Heinz ketchup bottle he tries to shake some out onto his wrapper uh, so he can dip his burger in it and kind of struggles with the ketchup a little bit and mumbles something about struggling with the ketchup Um, and I can't remember actually what does it say at the end of the commercial it just says like be like andy that's right eat like or andy, eat like andy. I think, and then it just says hashtag eat like andy and um and so this i'm reading now from fox you think News. they met you yeah don't eat like me kids oh my god uh the clip uh used in the ad is from a 1982 documentary called 66 scenes from america by a danish director uh jorgen left As the title suggests, the film features 66 visual snapshots from around the U.S. that represent an aspect of Americana. The longer four-minute clip of uh, Warhol from the documentary uh, depicts him eating the rest of his burger before crumpling the wrapper back into the Burger King bag. Uh, In the original, he says, my name is Andy Warhol, and I just finished eating a hamburger. Uh, Also, and this is, um, I think this was later in the Fox article, they say this, oh, they're quoting from... um, uh, Burger King's press release here. I think the spot was meant to break through the traditional Super Bowl commercial break filled with Explosions and slapstick jokes and celebrities with an almost silent yet powerful work of art And I got to say we talked about this with the Michelob ultra ASMR commercial that they also aired uh, During the Super Bowl. I I love that approach break through the cacophony by being the quiet one
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting. It's certainly memorable Um. I don't know, like, it, it was Sort of just Was sort of flat for me But also,
1: so was the ASMR one I like this one way more than the ASMR one um, But I think it's because I, I also Have um, an affection for Anything that seems like Archival footage, whether it's audio Or video, but especially audio I guess, um, but anything that Sort of feels like it still has the dust of time On it a little bit, like, I just kind of like that shit
0: Yeah, I would. I would add that it was interesting and shocking to see suddenly the real Andy Warhol mm-hmm. on our screens after yeah. all these years um, and without comment, really, without any without it was it would made you pay attention. and in a way, in the same way that Wendy's has really adopted this persona as like the snarky kind of um, meme driven mm-hmm. social media savvy uh, kind of company personality wise. Yeah. I think Burger King with its weird king and this kind of thing. Is opting for kind of a more surreal uh absurd not surreal but absurdist kind of personality Mm. and it's interesting to see them um develop their own personas in that way in this kind of era i mean and i feel like mcdonald's has not done much to distinguish itself as terms of in terms of a personality online or in in the social media sphere
1: because they're mcdonald's they're just kind of like they're They're the mcdonald's of fast food exactly right. right Um, That's really interesting to think about it that way. Yeah, that Wendy's is almost kind of like embracing. Like, the Wendy's is like the millennial, even though the company's been around for a long time, but like their ad approach is very kind of millennial. Um, uh, Let's move on here and talk about uh, this other commercial. This is one that got tons of attention because it's long, it's a minute and a half, uh, and it's got Harrison Ford in it. Uh, It's got Forrest Whitaker in it. I didn't realize that was Forrest Whitaker, did you? Oh, I don't remember. Um, It's got uh, Abby and Alana from Broad City. It's got Mark and Scott Kelly, the twin astronauts, actual astronauts in this one. So obviously this is one of those really big budget ones where they know everybody's going to talk about it. And it's for the Amazon Echo. And we were talking before about how, you know, you have this theme of technology kind of breaking down and the kind of ex- existential threat of that. And here you have one for Amazon Echo. Breaking down or working too well. Or working too well, Yeah. Um, and posing some sort of a threat by either not working well or working too well. Um, And in this one, it's for the Amazon Echo, but they play around with this idea that, oh, we tried putting the Amazon Echo in a bunch of different products, but it didn't work. It starts in a workplace, probably like Amazon HQ, where a uh, woman puts her food into a microwave in the kitchen and says, you know, I think she says the A word, which I won't say here to set off people's devices, you know, cook this food for X number of minutes and then um, somebody's like, oh wow, you've you've put that technology in microwaves now and this woman says oh yeah, we have this technology, we've tried it in all kinds of things, but it doesn't work that great in all of them and so then then we're off and running. So, um, here what I just described, you're going to hear here in the beginning part.
0: Alexa reheat pasta? Reheating pasta. It's cool, right?
1: Yeah, I didn't know you guys put Alexa in a microwave.
0: Yeah, we're putting her in a lot of stuff now. But trust me, there are a lot of fails.
1: Like like what? Like. Okay, so now we're going to flash to Forrest Whitaker in the bathroom brushing his teeth with an electric toothbrush. And he tells the toothbrush to play his podcast. time, play my podcast. When you heard that, did that surprise you? (laughs) As he puts the brush in his mouth. That seems exciting. We need- the, the speaker is on the wrong end of the toothbrush, so he can't hear it. By the way, when he said, play my podcast, I was wondering, does Force Whitaker have a podcast? I think that's a little weird writing. The actual audio we hear there is from a podcast called Criminal, hosted by Phoebe Judge. It's a true crime pod- podcast. I uh, have heard of it, but I've never listened to it. Um So, uh, anyway, so then the commercial goes on from there. It's exciting.
0: We need an Alexa dog collar for
1: dogs. Ordering dog food. (laughs) Ordering dog food. You can bark all you want. I'm not paying for any more dog food. So this dog is uh, apparently Harrison Ford's dog, and uh, he's ordering too much stuff using Alexa. Ordering gravy. Ordering sausages. Hey, you better cancel that order. Alexa hot
0: tub. Sucked,"
1: she said. "Alexa, hot tub," and now we see the Broad City women in a hot tub. I don't understand why this hot tub sucks, though. Alexa, play music. Okay.
0: Well, it sort of creates like a fountain, like a Vegas-style fountain, while they're in the hot tub, which would be, and then it blasts them out of the hot tub. I I don't know why that would. Why
1: would it? Why would the music make it do that? Exactly, and I guess you don't want to be blasted out of a hot tub. But if I know anything from, I mean, I don't the Broad City brand, like. Alana especially would be like, what's up? Like, yeah. they would love this thing. Like, that That to me is such a misstep in not understanding, not writing to the characters that you paid money for.
0: Yeah, it's like they sort of ran out of ideas of how to make it a bad thing. Yeah. Because um, I agree, I think getting blasted out of it is is a negative but having it act like a fountain would be
1: they didn't say make it act like a fountain though yeah. it's just so dumb like this is not a problem with the echo yeah it's a, like how is it on your third example you're already stretching yeah just as a writing but as a answer, skit. that's why it's
0: so hard to think of a bad application for alexa yeah
1: right and then there was the incident wait that that was you guys i don't know was it <laughs> Now we see that power just is going out all across the globe, and nightclubs all over the place. people are losing power.: Even Harrison Ford, Even. Now we see we're way up in space, and we see the astronauts are up there working on a satellite.
0: powering, up. powering down.: powering She says she's
1: doing it, powering but I don't down. see anything powering to you down. Holy don't Stop me. So it says, uh, not everything makes the cut. Sorry that I cut off Queen like that. Um, And the astronauts can see the globe kind of flashing on and off as power goes. But again, I just think it's like, this is one of those ads where this to me is the kind of Super Bowl ad that I complain about because they spent so much attention on budget and making it just so big and so epic and everybody's gonna talk about it that the writing is so bad. Like why would somebody working on a satellite make the power go off on earth why is I don't know how why satellites is satellites work why is alexa saying power on power off power on power off i just sort of felt like the first two examples were fine and then it was just it got they just ran out of steam but it didn't have time to focus on the writing like focus on the fundamentals yeah back to the fundamentals <laughs> i mean i know that that sounds like real silly but like <laughs> to me this is the problem with super bowl commercials yeah, no, when I, you have tons of money i think i was a little
0: dazzled by it because i there were so many people i like are in it but you're right it it was it did fall apart logically and it didn't really it's it didn't it didn't obey the logic of its
1: own joke yeah exactly so that kind of bummed me out because also they um uh you know they they got what they wanted they got tons of unearned or i guess what do we call it earned media on this um because everybody's talking about it because it was such a spectacle by the way i did think this was interesting it actually the commercial is to promote the alexa microwave this is from um oh, so that's real Yeah, you know, this is from Amazon's uh, press release. Now it's easier to defrost vegetables, make popcorn, cook potatoes, and reheat rice with an echo device not included. Not included. Quick cook voice... Presets and a simplified keypad let you ask Alexa to start microwaving. Oh, it's not hard to do. You simplified the keypad on my microwave thing? That thing was super complicated. It is so
0: complicated.
1: I shouldn't say that actually on TVTL, Luke and I got into a whole thing about how it is kind of complicated these days. You can't just type in like 15 seconds or something. You have to hit start and it'll just do 30 seconds. Yeah. Like growing up, we could just punch in whatever number you wanted.
0: If you can't stand there for 15 seconds and take it out.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Like maybe examine your time management skills.
1: Okay, so I've been mentioning now that we're getting near the end of the show, several of my favorites, um, the Warhol one, the Audi, et cetera. Uh, But this one has to take the cake for me. And this gave me exactly what I think advertisers want as far as a Super Bowl moment. But that's for me. It's also because I am very interested in. In one of these things, I'm trying to figure out uh, how to talk about this, but I mean, I'm sure most people already know like what I'm talking about. Spoilers silly, right? At exactly. This point. It's, it was for Bud Light, but I kind of want to walk people through it the way uh, I experienced it. And we don't even have to play the audio, actually. Um, but it starts off as the next Dilly Dilly ad, right? Bud Light, by this point in the game, has already played um, several commercials that take place, and it's—I'm going to call it the Dilly Dilly universe. You know, this the Dilly verse. Yes, this quasi-medieval time or basically on medieval times with the king and um, all these characters. And- By the way. Yeah.
0: Sorry, this is a little off topic, but it just occurred to me during the Super Bowl, like the balls on Budweiser or Bud Light, I guess. To make a whole campaign that is predicated on like we're for everyone and we're the populist beer yeah. and then to use feudalism and like primogenitor and like the very the absolute the icons of privilege to sell every man their every man anti-elitist beer right like it's really a bold move you
1: mean going like taking it to an era literal royalty with serfs and slaves the class system and class
0: system that was like enshrined in law writ by god handed down from on high to sell you the working man a beer
1: thanks professor i also think there's some more welcome There's some more kind of hypocrisy going on in a second that we'll talk about in another uh, Bud Light commercial, but let's talk about this one for now. So anyway, we've seen um, various, uh, by this point, various commercials taking place in this universe. And I just want to reiterate, the point of this campaign has been that, as Genevieve just said, the Budweiser is for the everyman. It's taking shots at beer snobs. Um, well, this uh, commercial begins. It looks like it's Jousting Day in the kingdom. The king is sitting on his dais um, and just kind of making some small talk. It doesn't. There's no real jokes starting out. But you're ready for them because yeah. the commercials can be funny. Absolutely, like, they're a little hit or miss for me. But they they have made and we me know laugh these characters loud. now. Yes, they've done such a good job.
0: Especially if you saw Scrooge, the, Scrooge, Scrooge. The the rap musical.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. From two episodes ago. <laughs> where the king was performing in Chicago. But um, anyway, uh, as this commercial goes on, uh, we see the big uh, Bud Light Knight, who is another one of these characters, he is in the joust, so he's on his horse. And then we Do see... So I always
0: say reminds me of the mountain,
1: which is kind of ironic. Right. Yes, the mountain from Game of Thrones. And then, uh, you know, the jousting begins. We see his competitor, who's who actually looks even more like the mountain uh, with his um, suit of armor and everything. And then, I mean, I guess you're just expecting the Bud Light knight to win the joust. Of I course, was. It's their commercial. All of a sudden, the Bud Light knight just takes it in the chest and falls off his horse. And you're like, wow, this is kind of dark like Game of Thrones. And then... I think I even said, wow, they're really going full Game of Thrones yes. at that point. And then his, uh, his competitor... This big mountainous knight comes over and stands over him, and it is so scary. And then he reaches down and he puts his hands well, on Well, it's the- implied. I should. I no, no, be- his hands touch the-, the face mask of the Bud Light Knight, and yeah, then it cuts but- away for a second. But it's heavily implied that it's recreating the scene in Game of Thrones where this knight, the mountain, crushes somebody's skull with his bare hands. Yep. And it is heavily like they cut away they don't show the grossness but they show the reaction of the crowd screaming as this thing is happening and you're like holy shit they are going full game of thrones and it turns out they are going full game of thrones that was the mountain that was the actor playing the mountain oh i didn't know that that was the actor playing the mountain that oh, is how the great. mountains get up and all of a sudden Right as your brain... I guess there's
0: only one guy who fits in that costume. Yes.
1: I can't think of his name. He has a very Scandinavian name. Yeah. He's also a DJ. Um, and then right as your brain is thinking... Wait, is this fucking happening? All of a sudden, (laughs) one of Daenerys' dragons? And the music starts. The music starts and the dragon comes in and flies over and then just starts wreaking havoc on this entire kingdom blowing fire. We see so many people just like in a cloud of fire. And it turns out it ends up being a commercial for the final season of Game of Thrones, which is coming pretty soon. And it turns out that... It was just delightful, so great, and they literally killed their Bud Light night. Yeah, they're like, yeah, worth it, worth it. It's so cool. There's now I just you heard me laughing before the show. The uh, Bud Light is just like leaning into it so perfectly. They have on their Twitter feed today they had an in memoriam for in memoriam for the Bud Light night, which is funny in itself. It says, friend, night terrible jouster (laughs) um and it turns out that um i think that it was hbo who had the idea originally so hbo's um a firm is Droga5, who we talk about a lot, and Bud Lights is Wyden Kennedy, who we talk about a lot. So they started swapping some ideas, and they I came up it. with this epic idea. And I and really successful. Yes. A great right. surprise. For those who didn't see it, or for those who don't really kind of get Game of Thrones, because it is kind of a, you know, it's a Nietzsche thing. You're either into it or not, especially at this point where it's been going on for so I would long. I'd say it's
0: not Nietzsche, but it's like, yeah, this particular scene where um, a main A a significant character Has this done to him uh, In a previous season Is very uh, important And significant to Game of Thrones fans But it would not be that meaningful It wouldn't you, You wouldn't recognize it If you weren't a fan of the show It's not like It isn't quite like The Red Wedding or something Where like even if you don't watch the show, you would kind of get you the ever reference. Had heard
1: of it? Yeah, um, but it did for me exactly what you want, which is you know I'm kind of watching along. And then it totally shocks and surprises me, and um, and what a weird it, conf,
0: con, you know sort of conflation of two brands that you don't think of going yes. together.
1: And it it made me really excited for Game of Thrones, which is exactly what it needed to do. Game of Thrones is in a position right now where they have been off air for a really long time now. They've taken so much time between seasons. (laughs) Yeah. And so you know, it is easy to let that interest flag a little bit. It's a complicated show to get back into the season. A lot of people are gonna have to be going back and watching at least last season. A lot of people people named uh, me. Yeah, me too. And you're smarter than most people, (laughs) I'll point out. So like this commercial like showing the magnitude like if you're a Game of Thrones fan and you're no, starting really to be smart. like I don't know if I care and then like there's something about this the music kicks in the dragonflies overhead and you're like holy shit and for me I was trying to explain this to Luke it happened in like this ver- this realization this thing that my brain did, did it probably in about three seconds of time at the most but it felt it just worked on me, man. Yeah,
0: no, We both have the same reaction. Yeah. We didn't even pay attention to the dumb avocados from Mexico
1: ad that followed. That's right. I forgot. I put that in my notes somewhere. I think we ended up rewinding it. And watching yeah, it later I just wanted to see it, if it was good. but and It was kind of a mess. It was a mess. But I, that was one where I said, boy... You know if you're the avocado people, you're mad you came after that cuz everybody is everybody who cares is like holy shit. Everyone's talking Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about that, which is an aspect of the of the stacking of these commercials that I hadn't thought about before. You don't want to come after a really groundbreaking Yeah, web. you
0: want to come after like the the poverty porn that is the Kia ad or something. Right.
1: Yes, yes. Or one of those Matt Damon water ads which, you know, oh yeah by the way we did we should do a quick update on that stella so stella artois they they also are fighting for clean water around the world which is good i don't mean to dismiss that and they have a bunch of ads with uh matt damon uh to i think that they've end. i think they're done with it. i them. think they are now too but last week on the show we talked about the trees the teaser commercial or what we thought was a teaser commercial for um stella where you had uh, carrie bradshaw and the dude from the big lebowski ordering off-brand drinks they were ordering stella they aired that exact thing in the Super Bowl. We thought it might be a follow up or they would add 15 seconds. They only added one thing, which was like one second a one-second shot of the most interesting man in the world.
0: Who, of course, we didn't think of as someone with a signature drink. But shout-out to my brother, who claims that he did think of it and almost wrote in about it. So thank you for almost writing in.
1: Yeah, because we were trying to um, think of all the famous people who are associated with drinks. And he
0: just gets, like, a one-second cameo. Such a
1: weird thing, though. If we can just talk about that for a quick moment. Like, we really – we had a whole – Um, theory last week, or I did, that they were going to add like 15 seconds to this commercial or they would start adding a whole bunch of more famous people and get bigger and bigger. But it was really weird that the commercial was exactly the same, but it was only like one second long, maybe two seconds longer, with a quick shot of the most interesting man in the world. Just
0: saying how interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like they would have been better served by having just Carrie Bradshaw for the teaser and then saving the dude And the most interesting man Yeah For the Super Bowl I think that would have Landed a lot better for people People would have been more Had more of that Super Bowl moment You're talking about of like Hey you know like surprise there would have been less time for people to, like, ruminate on it and get all bent out of shape about it. Yeah,
1: I t- I couldn't agree with you more on that. Um, okay, so the last thing we'll talk about here, I mentioned earlier that Bud Light um, was airing these commercials from the Dilly Dillyverse um, throughout <laughs> the game before the Game of Thrones one. But this is where things really took a turn for me. I came around on the Dilly Dilly campaign because I liked the specificity. They were going after beer snobs and saying, we are the beer for everybody. But now within that same campaign, I feel like they're talking out of both sides of their mouth because now their whole campaign is we don't use corn syrup in our beer. The 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 other everyman beers. Right are you know use corn corn syrup and it's portrayed by and we don't have to play them But There were several ads like this where people uh, maybe have this gi- I think from well, the from the Bud Light camp They had like this giant thing of corn syrup like we don't a have giant use keg of that. corn syrup yeah. Can, Why don't we
0: just play the first 25 seconds of this one? We don't have to play the whole oh, thing oh, I didn't But it opens with um, they're in in the brewing area of this of the king's castle or whatever And you see these giant kegs that say rice hops and barley And one of the workers comes in and says, oh, we've got this delivery of corn syrup.
1: And that's how you brew it. Um, my king, this corn syrup was just delivered. That's not ours. We don't brew Bud Light with corn syrup.
0: Miller Light uses corn syrup.
1: Let us take it to them at once. But if something did happen, we'd eat the wizard first. right? So it's like a
0: travel montage, blah, blah, blah.
1: Of Miller Lite, we received your corn syrup by mistake. That's not our corn syrup. We received our shipment this morning. This is the Miller Lite uh, castle they're talking to now. And you
0: can kind of pause it here. It it just goes on. They take it to cores, mm-hmm. Same deal, whatever.
1: And so anyway, be, before we get into the the kind of a backlash to this or what happened next, the ripple effect, Um I do you agree with my theory that like they're they're going back on their word that they were their whole campaign was supposed to be about like we're not overthinking it we're the everyman beer and now they're getting snobby they just they the the camel's nose under the tent in saying like they're now talking about ingredients and comparing themselves to other beers
0: I agree I think talking about ingredients is very uh, counter to what they've been talking about uh, and you and I also had the immediate reaction when we watched this without knowing anything about how beer is brewed. Of saying, oh, this is the it's toasted effect, right? Like yeah. it's, it's taking some small detail about the way that Bud Light is made that either is like the way everybody else does it, or is a, a an insignificant difference, and blowing it up and trying to like capitalize on on the fear to where like, oh, everyone else makes theirs with garbage, ours is not garbage, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and and we and without knowing anything about how beer is made or corn syrup is used in the brewing process. Instantly, I had the feeling that like, yeah, this is this is a bunch of nonsense. And boy, was I right because uh,
1: I heard a little piece of this on uh, Marketplace the other day. Apparently, the other beer companies are responding.
0: Yes. And I want to say a shout out to listener Nate, who uh, hipped me to this uh, full page ad that Miller Lite took out of The New York Times today or I guess yesterday. Um, So Miller Lite was like, oh, hell no. Don't be don't come and say like. We use because of course high fructose corn syrup is like a huge boogeyman right now in like the health mm-hmm. in the health world, and there is no high fructose corn syrup in any light beer. Um, so this is what the letter that the that Miller Lite wrote uh, says: uh, Dear beer drinkers of America, you may have seen an ad in in the Big Game, which I love mm-hmm. that they can't even yeah. say Super Bowl, uh, going to great lengths to explain that Miller Lite is brewed with quote corn syrup while Bud Light is not. That's a fact. Miller Lite is indeed brewed with corn syrup. We'd like to thank our competitors for taking the time and money to point out this exciting fact to such a large national audience, not once, but twice. Mm. You see, corn syrup, the corn syrup we source from America's heartland, (laughs) go a little dig (laughs) in there, helps make Miller Lite taste so great. Uh, We should mention that a majority of American beer drinkers agree that Miller Lite has more taste, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Back to the syrup. What might have gotten a little bit lost between the parties and the wings is the distinction between corn syrup and high fructose corn syrup. To be clear, corn syrup is a normal part of the brewing process and does not even end up in your great tasting can of and then they kind of, like, wag their finger at Bud uh, It's unfortunate Bud that our competitor's yes. <laughs>
1: big game ad created an unnecessary corn-traversy. How do you feel about hashtag actually, corn-traversy? I'm actually kind of down with <laughs> corn-traversy because
0: because this is such a low blow from Bud Light because Bud Light does exactly the same process in their beer with rice. And for whatever reason, Miller Light uses corn syrup. But they both turn into
1: alcohol, and there's no sugars left. Mm, yeah. Now, I got to say, the whole thing just kind of, like... I just thought the campaign was better when they were making fun of beer snobs. I think so too. I think this was like I think this
0: was a pretty lame, uh, lame attack, and I think their Bud, Light, Bud Light's response to the open letter is even more lame. This is what they had to say in part: um, "This is from a spokesperson. This campaign has always been about transparency, and it's great that other brewers have joined us in this conversation." That's what you say when you have nothing
1: good to say. Yeah, that's a real bummer. Go back to Game of Thrones commercials.
0: I know you—you really like had something Bud Light, like with the Dilly Dilly verse. And I realize this took place in the Dilly Dilly verse, but like Mm. this idea that, yeah, it was one thing when they were going after like the meads and the ales Mm. and the beer snobs and the micro
1: brews. This is a seasonal mead.
0: Yeah, I mean that was pretty funny. But going after Miller Light, by the way, you want to talk about the people's beer? uh, Miller's a union shop.
1: Oh yeah, right. I don't You're... think Bud Light is. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, and it just felt like I just like them taking but shots. But then that's, without... that's feudalism for you. Yeah. No unions. Yeah, that's. Can we call the show? That's feudalism for you. <laughs>
0: I know we're skipping ad council today, everybody. I really apologize, but I am at the uh, end of my my rope here, voice wise. So I'm going to have to call it short.
1: Yeah, so um, we did get some um, uh, tagline submissions. We're looking for a good tagline for after these messages. We got a couple from some folks. We will play those uh, next week. If you want to submit one, you got to call our voicemail line 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. 607-444-5597. Uh, again, we're not accepting tagline submissions via email or any other uh, medium. Um, uh, by the way, we are giving away a copy of Love Over Gold Eventually. to the person who uh, comes up with the best catchphrase. I think originally, by the way, I had this idea of we'll, like, kind of we'll get like our top ones and then we'll have people face off on the show. I think that's going by the... It's getting very complicated. Yeah, I think that we just need to take the best one that yes. comes in, and we've gotten some. So we'll share those those with you next week. Um, and uh, we have a Facebook group.
0: We do, and I apologize. I'm gonna I'm hoping that this week the problems with that will be resolved. Uh, blame Facebook, not me. They got very weird about letting me post links to my own page that I'm an admin of. <laughs> I'm trying to resolve it. Um, in the meantime, just bear with us. And, of course, you can email us at after these messages show at gmail.
1: Okay, guys, we will talk to you next Tuesday. Vives, I hope you feel better. Me too. And uh, the rest of you guys, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.
0: I'm like, you would be too if you had the juice now. Ayo, oh. hey, the government is lies, son. United States Google, Verizon. They all spy, son. I'm Pisces rising.